welcome to the Love Anarchy Podcast and the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, talking today about narcissist abuse, toxic relationship, and how to spot somebody with narcissism. Unfortunately, in our culture today, especially with online, it's brought to surface many more people with a personality disorder. And while we could go deep into uh, the diagnostic standards of personality disorders, I'm just going to keep it to the framework of looking at NPD. It's Narcissistic Personality Disorder. So over the years, I have become a specialist in in narcissist or personality disorder abuse. Also in dealing with abuse from narcissistic parents. Um, narcissism can also, or narcissistic traits can also show up in people with addiction too, although they can't necessarily be diagnosed with NPD the addictive mind can become very self-centered and very selfish for similar reasons um, that's cultivated in the development of somebody that suffers from narcissism. Also, we are very careful as clinicians, as psychiatrists, psychologists, to diagnose, period, let alone diagnose a personality disorder. It's not something that um, can be nailed right out unless really clear patterns are shown. So be careful about walking around and calling people narcissists or insisting that people have NPD because they did something that you did not like or they showed one trait um, on a certain occasion because we all have narcissistic traits. We all are human and can look like that. It's over time where there's a consistency of traits and there's a consistency of problematic areas um, where their behaviors cause ongoing problems across all areas of their lives. And this is especially true in relationships. The Mayo Clinic Research Group defines narcissistic personality disorder as a mental disorder in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance and a deep need for admiration. Those with narcissistic personality disorder believe that they're superior to others and have little regard for other people's feelings. But behind the mask of this ultra-confidence lies a fragile self-esteem, vulnerable to the slightest criticism. This alternate persona to the real self often comes across as grandiose, quote-unquote, above others, self-absorbed, and highly conceited. So one of the biggest misconceptions about narcissism is that they love themselves because it's quite the opposite. 
is that they do not love themselves and despise themselves. And their biggest fear is having that found out. So narcissists are insecure. They're not able to self-soothe. And oftentimes they're developmentally stuck or emotionally stuck and are unable to regulate their emotions. They can seem moody and their moods can swing and they seem to overreact to situations that involve any perceived criticism to their behavior or to themselves or They're not getting what they want. So oftentimes you can see that as like a tantrum, like a two or three-year-old would throw. So to simplify the root cause or causes of narcissistic personality disorder is not getting the unconditional love for who they were as children that there was always conditions or they had to prove their worth in order to be loved. While this happens to many children, it doesn't always end up as NPD. And sometimes the victims of the narcissist or ones that had narcissistic or borderline parents are more susceptible for getting lured in to a relationship or a situationship with a narcissist. But as humans, we are all insecure. No one can avoid that in all situations. Even the most confident, secure, healthy person has insecure moments. But you ask, what's the difference between being insecure and being narcissistic. Well, the difference is pathological insecurity versus just common human insecurity. And how this plays out is self-knowing. You say something that puts somebody else off or that is self-serving and maybe not fair, that you can identify that and you can make amends for that. And um, you're aware of it where the person with pathological insecurity does not see that, does not have that insight to how their behavior impacts other people. And are less likely to apologize and are more likely to continue that behavior even when it's been pointed out that it is hurting someone else. So what's missing in a toxic relationship with a narcissist is accountability. Someone with narcissistic personality disorder struggles to take accountability for how they behave or even having insight to how they impact others. This insight usually comes when they have extreme consequences to their behavior. It it takes a lot. There is little empathy, often very little respect, 
and a lot of confusion, so the lack of clarity in the relationship. There is no secure base or safety. Dr. Bromini is a psychologist who specializes in personality disorder and talks on YouTube, has written books, um, and is really popular guest on the subject of personality disorders. She wrote the book, Should I Stay or Should I Go?, which I highly recommend if you are feeling stuck in a toxic relationship with a narcissist. But Dr. Romani identifies several different types of narcissists, um, subtypes. There's the grandiose, narcissist, confident, larger than life, and super successful. These grandiose narcissists, if they don't have a lot of attention or um, a lot of fanfare, they often get bored. There's the covert narcissist. This is the sullen, angry, victimized, um, very heavy energy kind of person. The kind of people that are attracted to the covert narcissist are the ones that are fixers or are, you know, want help. There's malignant narcissism. These narcissists are ones that are more deliberate in hurting other people for control or gain control um, using other tactics um, on lowering people's self-worth and sense of self. Um, They exploit other people often um, without much thought to it. There are the communal narcissists who are really concerned with how they look to others. They want to appear like a humanitarian but often just present as a giving person when they are admired or will get positive feedback. There's the neglectful narcissist. Um, When somebody treats you like you're just a convenience or an object and they don't really need anyone until they need something from them. So they will treat a person totally different whether they need something from them or whether they don't. Then there's self-righteous narcissism. These are the people who take it upon themselves to be judgmental and mock others and often pointing out other people's weaknesses or even scolding people for their weakness. So I imagine going over these different kinds of narcissistic traits or where narcissists can lean, that we've all been in contact with people like this, a boss, a co-worker, where things just haven't felt right. And you get left feeling abandoned, neglected, even abused. That, and, But it's very subtle at times. So why would people get involved with said narcissist? Well, they are very charming and convincing 
at the beginning. And it is often a game for them to get you to admire them or like them or love them while it's not always conscious. And in our culture, charisma is looked at as a positive thing. But some of the narcissists are the most charismatic people out there. So there is a bad kind of charisma, even though in our culture, we are more drawn to charismatic people. But there is that getting sucked into the web through the charisma. And also, narcissists can be very doting to get you into their web. So you can be a host for them, for their admiration, for their ego, that they will be very careful to get to know you and the things that are important to you. And at the beginning, you really feel loved and seen, but to an extreme. I often say, if it feels too good to be true, it often is. But if you've gone online dating, kissing a lot of frogs, not feeling like you can even go on a second date with some of these people who you're just not interested in, then having somebody come in and love bomb you feels really good, but it's not real. What do narcissists do that healthy people do not? Well, when confronted on their behavior, they can become attacking and they can get angry and they can be punishing. Or when they feel that they've been jilted in some ways or perceived they have, they can outright be impulsively attacking and angry. They are pathologically insecure, even though it doesn't come out that way. It comes out in the need to control or the need to belittle other people so they can feel better. They often hurt others, and they don't seem to have any remorse about what they do. And they're very good at turning it around and making it the other person's fault. This is what really plays on a narcissistic partner's self-esteem and feelings of self-worth because they're constantly turned around upon and blamed for the narcissist's behavior. They're not empathetic. They can't step into somebody else's shoes, and they dismiss their partner when they have feelings about something or about a behavior that they're exhibiting. Another big one is, I don't want to use the word never, but It is very rare that they sincerely apologize. They will apologize if it helps it move on or get something that they want, but it's usually at that point. They're not able to take that responsibility for their 
behavior and they will not take responsibility. They will turn it around and blame something else, a situation, or blame their partner. Arrogance, that air of being better than everybody else while underneath they're insecure, they come off as very arrogant and self-confident because, again, their fear of their insecure, wounded in our child being seen as their biggest fear. Their need for control, whether it be their partner's Family, friends, often they isolate their partner so they can have more control. They gaslight and confuse and are about controlling and getting something from somebody else, not having a healthy give and take. They're hyper-reactive to situations and often impulsive in situations, um, not thinking about the consequences of their behavior. So many people ask, do narcissists know the wrongs that they are doing? And And the answer is yes, but often they don't know the why underneath it because they have difficulty with the self reflection. And because their extreme emotional responses to things, they can be very impulsive in how they behave. But that brings up more shame to be covered up and then more need to be affirmed by other people or by outside sources. And again, while we all can have some narcissistic behavior or be self-centered. The consistency of these behaviors is what needs to be pointed out. Just note, does your significant other over and over just ignore your feelings or your needs? Let's say for them to be on time when they're meeting you on Friday for dinner knowing that you're hungry and your time is really important to you. And you voice this and it gets ignored and you voice it again and it gets ignored again. One rule of thumb here is the law of stating it three times. Don't continue to wait for this person to care Notice their behaviors, not your feelings about their behaviors. Some other telltale signs that you may be dating a narcissist are the conversations always go back to them. They're the center of attention. They're often grandiose about their accomplishments, about how others see them. Um, and often very self-centered when it comes to conversation because they will belittle what you say, but they will expand on what they say about themselves. There's a pretty popular quote. That's enough 
of me talking about myself. Let's hear you talk about me. And this one, very important, stood out to me as I talked in earlier in the podcast. Charming and overly romantic, but with a catch. Not coming from a place of love or compassion. It's a way to use you or control you. And this stems from the inability to create intimacy on a real level. Another trait that stands out is the narcissist's need for instant gratification. They have high expectations that the person they're dating meet their needs or their expectations while they don't do the same in return. So ask for some space or some boundaries or don't answer a text as fast as they would like and see how they respond to that. If they show up impatient, irritated, or even angry, take note. And one of the most important things in relationship is safety and reliability. Being there for your significant other and having them be there for you. Narcissists often fall through with what they say and what they do. They lack follow through. Narcissists like to be exceptions to the rules and often seem like the rules don't apply to them. They disregard other people's boundaries, the law, other people's possessions, and they overstep without consideration in how other people feel. And often they take pride in this rather than showing remorse. I've had a client who was recently diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and she was sitting at her kitchen table, and her narcissist husband came up to the table, and she started talking about how she felt, and he looked at her and said, well, you're not keeping the house up to my expectations. And she was sick and just got diagnosed with diabetes. Another trait is using other people to make themselves look and appear better. Sometimes they use the romantic partner in very shallow and unreasonable ways to kind of cover up their own flaws and inadequacies. For example, maybe the narcissist male says something to the female like, I've always wanted to date someone as pretty as you. I can't wait to show you off to my friends and make them all jealous. What about always blaming other people? And again, not taking responsibility for their own behaviors and how that produced an outcome, and constantly putting other people down or disregarding other people. A telltale sign here is listen to how they talk about ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends, and if it's all negative and blaming and judgmental, red flag. 
and even at the beginning in the love bombing stage with you, notice those subtle little put downs making you feel inferior or less than they. While I brought this up in some of the earlier ones, notice behavior when they don't get their way. Notice not only the temper tantrums, but passive-aggressive remarks or behaviors like the cold shoulder or threatening abandonment or subtle abandonment or blame, guilt-tripping, making you feel ungrateful for them or them saying, look at all I do for you, expecting you to be at their beck and call. Narcissists get emotionally dysregulated when they're disappointed or feel like their needs aren't put first. The last one I'm going to talk about is inability to commit to a serious relationship. And again, they may say they are, but Oftentimes, they are very wishy-washy or send you mixed messages. While some people are non-committal for a variety of reasons, the difference between a pathological non-committal person is the desire to keep getting the status quo from you, but continuing to see what else is out there. While often people with narcissism or personality disorder are the most likely to cheat and have sex outside of the relationship. I hope this podcast was helpful in spotting some narcissistic tendencies in the dating pool. It's really important because more and more I see people coming into my practice who have suffered the effects of this kind of trauma bonding, toxic relationships, and even post-traumatic stress disorder because of these relationships. I feel like our online social media culture is just cultivating more and more of these behaviors from someone who may have some latent narcissistic traits. Down the line, I'll do a podcast on the effects of toxic and narcissistic abuse as well as post-traumatic stress disorder caused by these kind of toxic relationships. But for now, I'd like to thank you for joining me on the Love Anarchy Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton the head of the Relationship Rebellion, where we go deep about love, relationships, and dating. Please subscribe, ring the bell, like us, write a review to help us get feedback and keep the podcast going. And if you enjoy it, tell your friends about it so they can listen too. I'd love to leave you with my favorite short but sweet quote, love is the only true power. (laughs) 